Tell me if this sounds familiar. It's winter on the verge of spring. You're looking around your garden. You notice plants that make you shake your head. Why? Because they haven't done anything for you lately. No flowers, little growth, problems with disease or insects, whatever. In my mind, life is too short to put up with a problem plant. If it hasn't performed for you in the last three years, maybe it's time to do something. So, you think maybe this plant would be happier where maybe it gets more sun, or maybe it wants more shade. So, you decide to transplant it to another part of your yard. Or, to use a euphemism popular among rose growers, you decide to shovel prune the plant, which is really just a nice way of saying dig the whole plant out and then toss it in the compost pile or the green waste bin. Either transplanting or trashing, you're left with a hole in the ground. So, you're facing a conundrum here. What sort of soil do you fill that hole in the garden with? Do you use nice commercial potting soil, store-bought garden soil, or do you fill that hole with soil from another part of your yard? Well, Debbie Flower, our favorite retired college horticultural professor, tackled that question this past week in episode 166 of the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast. It was in the segment entitled Transplanting Tips, and she explained the science behind why you want to choose your own garden soil, not the store-bought mix. And yes, she could hear me gritting my teeth through her explanation. So, okay, so you're replacing uh, the d soil you took out from hole A with the soil you took out from hole B. Yes. All right. Which should be similar. It may not. There, there are landscapes where that will not be similar, but it is closer to the texture of the soil you have in the ground than, say, something you bought in a bag. Yeah, I think that's what most people do, though, is they will be using that potting soil that they bought at the nursery as, if you will, hamburger helper to, to fill in uh, the gaps. What, what are the no, problems with that? You want to, the, that creates a, change, a, a drastic change in texture, and that will impede water movement uh, into the root ball and out of the root ball. And so you're basically containerizing the plant. If you surround it with, some people call it the good soil or the bagged stuff, something yeah. you brought in. It's very different than what you have in the ground, and you create, you basically pot the plant. And that li will limit its ability to do anything, to grow, to absorb moisture and nutrients. It's the wrong thing to do. Unlike most Washington politicians, I'm willing to compromise. So how about <laughs> taking that commercial potting soil that you bought and mixing it 50-50 with the existing soil in order to fill in the gaps? I still wouldn't do it, no. Really? Yeah. If that is done sometimes to create an entire bed, you're creating mm -hmm. a new bed for your annuals or your uh, iris garden or something, some theme, a tropical sec section and you want to make it easier to plant in, you want your plants to take off really well, or, or you're doing lawn, uh, then some amendment that comes in a bag, some sort of container soil, some sort, it's always organic matter, is mixed in with the top of the entire bed, the topsoil of the entire bed. At a 50-50 at most, it should really only be 20% of the new stuff. Okay, see, you are willing to compromise. Okay. <laughs> I'll go 20%. All right. As long as you can, you know, have enough soil to fill in the gaps. No, I don't but think filling you're... in the gaps for transplanting, I would only use field soil. 
The only time I would amend is if I'm doing an entire bed because the roots need to grow far and wide on that plant. Roots grow two and a half to three times the height of the plant away from the trunk. Right. So it makes a huge uh, root system. Anything you put in its way that changes the texture of the soil will stop that and you'll start getting circling girdling roots and the plant will fall over, if it's a tall one, in the wind. So basically, when the roots hit that commercial potting mix, they go, oh, hey, this is really nice. I'm staying here. They go, this is different. And I'm so I'm staying where I know what's going on. Oh, okay. So it even stops before it hits that soil or just as it hits that right, soil. Right, because there's a change in moisture. Uh, the, the organic matter uh, can either dry out faster or it can stay too moist. There's a lot of variables in there. But it, it's a change, a drastic change in texture. And so the water movement stops at a drastic change in texture and the roots won't go there. You're destroying the entire bag soil industry here. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say is <laughs> yes. it's an industry and the, the myth that you need to amend and amend means till into mm -hmm. your field soil uh, comes from them. Uh, I believe I don't have proof using it on the surface. If I had a whole bunch, say somebody dumped a whole bunch of bag goods on my driveway for some strange reason, I'd open them up and lay them on the surface, use it as a mulch. Then you have two different layers of soil. Right. And then you have a watering issue. The, the water would stop after it got through the really porous stuff. That's right. It does. It's, it goes through the porous stuff. It stops at the field soil and mm -hmm. it penetrates the field soil at the rate the field soil will accept it. All my plants have their roots in the field soil. Yeah. And so they get the water at the same rate. But the mulch on top will break down over time if it's organic and release nutrients to the plants. All right. Riddle me this then. I'm building a raised bed. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I need a lot of soil mm -hmm. to fill that raised bed. How much of the new stuff should I incorporate with the soil layer at the bottom of the raised bed, at the foundation there? Well, And how deep? Yeah. The first is how deep can you go? What kind of tool are you going to use? Are you, you know, you can't go two feet deep. You can't go which would be a, a good depth for a root system. You can go, if you're using a tiller, you're going to go maybe three, four inches deep. Mm -hmm. So then I would put two inches of the new stuff on top and I would till it in uh, well. So I had a, a mixture, a, a, a layer, a transition layer, if you will, of the uh, bagged goods that are going to be in the raised bed and the field soil. And that, that does help with the drainage. I guess if, if you're really industrious, you could maybe dig out from the bottom of the raised bed, dig out another six inches or so of soil and mix that. In a wheelbarrow, 50-50 yeah. with, yes, you Oh, could. now we're 50-50, okay. Well, for a transition zone, yeah. you want to be 50-50. Okay, all right. And because that's important to get uh, the water to percolate deeper into the soil, because if the water is running out of your raised bed just at the bottom of your, mm -hmm. of your border, that means that you've got some penetration issues going on and the roots are going to stop there. Right. And so you, you've containerized your plants in your raised bed and the roots aren't going any deeper. And that you can grow stuff that way. That's doable. It's just more stressful because it's a big container, but it heats up quickly. It cools down quickly. It gets uh, saturated with water quickly. It dries out more quickly. If you can have a open bottom to your raised bed so that the roots can go deeper, the water can go deeper. It's easier to take care of those plants in that raised bed. This is going to be a tough one to do, I'll tell <laughs> this you. This is one of the hardest things for people to understand. Yeah. I have a series of slides that I would show in teaching. Uh, slides. 
Yes, slides, slides. which I digitized. And oh, okay. so then I made it a PowerPoint. But I initially got them as slides. But that it's physics of soil and water. And that has not changed over time. And it was done in a laboratory at a college and uh, they at a university. And they put sand over clay, clay over sand, gravel in the middle uh, that went side to side, gravel in the middle that was just uh, as if you dug a hole and only put gravel in the bottom. Water avoids that gravel. It goes totally around it. And so your plant will have no water underneath it. Um, Water stops at the gravel. Water stops at the sand clay interface, regardless of whether the sand is on top or the clay is on top. Loam was in there too. Water stops until you've saturated the upper level then the next drop pushes water through. The water does move, but all the pores in that upper level are full of water and not oxygen, and roots need oxygen to be healthy. All right. Now, if you go back and listen to that entire segment in episode 166, Debbie does toss the bag soil industry a bone or two. You heard her mention that she would top her existing garden bed with bag soil products, but only if that nice soil fairy dropped a pallet or two of the bag goods on her driveway. However, she did say later in that segment that for potted plants, plants in containers, commercial potting mixes are the way to go. Go back and listen to Transplanting Tips in episode 166 of the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast.